Hello, um, friends who are choosing to take the time to listen to this right now. Welcome to my first podcast, which is really just kind of a, you know, recording of me talking alone. Currently, I am on uh, Gracie's back porch. It is 3.44 a.m. I'm just chilling. It's uh, the day after Christmas by now had a pretty solid Christmas, it was, uh, it was great, you know, hanging out with friends, had a, had a pretty great time, but, uh, in this podcast, I'll just be doing, I guess, a little bit of rambling on my thoughts on different subjects, you know, the universe and all that jazz, so I guess we should, um, uh, dive right in, um, I am personally not necessarily a religious person. Um, I, when I was younger, during pre-K, I went to Trinity out in Daltona, which was, I mean, it was kind of cool, because the kids there were chill. There weren't a lot of kids there, so the class were small. But, you know, baptism, I kind of left that rather early, because it was, it was a Baptist school. But my religious quote-unquote religious beliefs now are kind of, uh, you know, I believe that, I believe in energy, I believe in positive energy and negative energy and how you act and what you do in the world and what you put out is what you receive back, and with regards to God, I feel like God is a, uh, it's like a, a force, it's this thing that exists everywhere, it's all the good in the world, it's all the, you know, if you've heard about out in Texas, I think it was, a little girl who had an inoperable brain tumor, doomed to, to death, basically. Brain tumor disappears overnight. You know, I think that alone is proof that there are things that occur in this universe that are beyond our perception and understanding. You know, there was a period in my life, or a lot through like middle school, up until around maybe freshman year, where I was a pretty diehard atheist, like I thought, you know, no, just big bang evolution, we live, we die, we go in the ground, but as I've, you know, met more people, read more books, experienced more things in life, I've definitely come to learn that there is most certainly another world out there with regards to the human spirit and such. When uh, I was younger, Around the time, uh, I'd say maybe I was three or four, I would I was living with my mom and my dad before they got their divorce, and uh, I'd have the same nightmare every night. I'd go out into the hallway, and this like green monster, it looked like, imagine Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc., right? He doesn't have an eye, but he has like a green pill-shaped, almost tic-tac-y body, and really sharp teeth, very spooky. Go out in the hallway, and this monster it would attack me every single night. And that happened for years and years, and part of this is every morning I would wake up with sleep paralysis, and that is terrifying. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but um, it is pretty, pretty gnarly. Would not recommend. But um, I'd wake up with the sleep paralysis, and, and that happened all the way up until maybe seventh grade. So for a good uh, under a decade. And that one night in seventh grade, I had that dream, and by now I'm over it. And for the past few years, every night when I had that nightmare, I'd rush out into the hallway to try and beat the monster and, you know, try and try and win over it, you know, t- 
tackle it, maybe, and it never worked, but the final night, I had that nightmare, and then I kicked the monster into the furnace, and I don't know why the furnace was in the dream, but for some reason it was there, it was supposed to be, and I kicked it in there, latched it shut, watched it die, and I haven't had a nightmare or sleep paralysis since then, and that is, uh, you know, at first I didn't think anything of it. It wasn't until a couple of years later from seventh grade when I had that final nightmare when I, you know, met a friend of mine who is a medium who, you know, taught me a lot about this stuff and, you know, the truth behind it. And, you know, that nightmare, that monster that would tackle me in the hallway that turned out to be a demon, it was, you know, the reason it attached on me was because around that time my parents were beginning their divorce, so there was a lot of negative energy there. And, you know, and this must all seem kind of, you know, out there, but that's, you know, these are just my beliefs, my experiences. I'm not trying to push anything on anybody. Like I said, this is just sort of a, a rambling thing for my first podcast. And I said I'd do this a long time ago, and then I ended up never doing it. So I figured I owe it to the people I promised I'd make it to to finally get out here and do it. All right, uh, let's move on to a new topic. How about something political? Um, The environment. I, uh, you know, I'd I'd say I'm a more conservative, libertarian-y type guy on the right type side. There's some leftist views I agree with, but for the most part, I'm on the right. But one big, more popular on the leftist side, not very on the right view that I agree with is protecting the environment, you know. I've heard that in, uh, I want to say it was Sweden, maybe, one of the countries up there, in that section of Europe, what they do is, for every tree they cut down for, you know, paper and housing and lumber and all that, they plant three more. I think that's a great idea. You know, I think we definitely need to plant the trees that we cut down, that's just, it's math, you know, you run out of a thing, then you can't make any more things, start planting the things, duh. But, you know. There's something that's very popular in America and other Western civilizations, which is carbon taxing, which is, you know, oh, you have a large carbon output at your coal factory or power plant, so we're going to make you pay more taxes. What we need to do is give tax breaks to businesses for going green. Oh, you, you know, put a million dollars into solar panels. Here's a huge tax write-off. Thank you for helping the planet. But, you know, it's all about money nowadays. Can't blame people for that. I mean, money makes the world go around, right? (sighs) Money. Just paper. You know, back in the day they used to use coins, precious metals, which I think wouldn't be a bad idea nowadays, but there's just too many people for that to be viable. That being said, you know, a lot of these precious metals and precious stones don't really have any value. If they were to release every diamond in the world onto the market, diamonds would have no value. A diamond would have the same value as, you know, maybe silver, steel even. It's just all about supply and demand. (laughs) It's like in uh, middle school when there would be the kid at lunch who would bring the Bags of chips, sell them for 50 cents a piece, 25 cents a piece, because the school lunch and the school chips were all that healthy Michelle Obama nonsense. Supply and demand. Well, let's see. Do I end it here? I don't know. Um, 
closing remarks. Uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed my, you know, mind and the thoughts that go through it on this cool December evening at what is now 4 a.m. Uh, Mary Chrysler.